Next on BYU Sports Nation, the drive for five straight wins. BYU basketball hosting the only team they haven't beaten in conference this season yet. BYU TV dual threat analyst Blaine Fowler on what he expects from the Cougars tonight. And is it really win three in Vegas or bust? Plus, back-to-back conference gymnast of the week, Mackenzie Johnson Halliday in Studio B and BYU women's hoops go for 16 straight. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Thursday, February 25th, wherever and however you're dialed in. Always nice to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with George Michael saxophonist, Jerem Jordan. Hey, we'll see you later in the show. Do you know what today is? Besides February 25th. It is one month away from Batman versus Superman. I thought you were going a totally different direction with that. And one month and one day from the spring football game for Brigham Young University. So I'm excited. One month away? Now that's a countdown I can get into. (laughs) 31 days or whatever it is. Yes, I don't want to count down to it. Maybe it's 30 days or is it 29 days because February is a short month. Listen, we're almost to March. March is a fantastic month. The NCAA tournament, spring training... The sun returns to Utah for more than one day in a row. It's going to be awesome. I thought you were going to go with happy birthday to Jimmer for death. That's in February. Yeah, here we are. Happy birthday to Jimmer. We, uh, BYU Sports Nation tweeted out some fun tweets this morning. Uh, one from uh, Carmelo Anthony saying from happy Kurt birthday, Rambis. Jimmy. And then the other from Kurt Rambis who said, the management told me to tell Jimmer for happy birthday. <laughs> okay. So there's that. <laughs> Chew on that. Uh, here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Men's basketball game day against Portland. Let's go. 11 Eastern, 9 Mountain tip on ESPNU. You can listen to that game on BYU Radio. And the women's basketball team is at Portland, 10 Eastern time on the W.TV. You can watch that. Cougars have already clinched the one seed in outright West Coast Conference title. They have won 15 in a row, and they are ranked number 22 in the coaches' poll. It's going to be 16. Portland is, uh, yeah. Not it's, good. Nope. Nope, they're the worst team in the conference. Baseball back in action at Samford. Stanford? Not Stanford. Samford oh. in Birmingham, Alabama for a four-game series starting today at 3 Eastern. They're going for five straight wins. Samford is really good offensively, too. The number one team in batting average in the country, BYU fourth. So that, that'll be interesting. Jim Fredette recorded a DNP KRD, that is, did not play Kurt Rambis' decision, <laughs> against the Pacers last night at three-point loss. Jimmer and the Fighting Rambises play again tomorrow at home against... Anthony Hardaway's Orlando Magic. It's his birthday. Let him play tomorrow. <laughs> Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Win three in Vegas or bust? What's really important late in the season to us is our opportunity to, to get an at-large berth into the NCAA tournament. And with this team, that doesn't seem to be a real option this year. And so hopefully we'll really... Uh, you know, continue to play well and, and got a chance for a league championship. And, and then next weekend is, is huge. Here's the reality. BYU head basketball coach Dave Rose saying his team probably needs to win three in Vegas for that spot in the NCAA tournament. Now, wait a second. That was yesterday in studio on the show. Is it really win the West Coast Conference Tournament Championship or BYU's in the NIT? 
I I agree with Dave Rose, and that's very validating. If he's feeling that way, do you know who he's probably having conversations with about criteria to get into the NCAA tournament? I don't know. One of the 10 selection committee members that happens to be on campus, Thomas Homo. Who's the athletic director at BYU? This is the first year where BYU's had three losses of 200-plus in the RPI. That will be BYU's undoing. So Dave Rose understands the task at hand, which is get Mojo going into Vegas, and there's a lot that goes into that, more on that in a moment. BYU's going to have to win that tournament in Vegas to go, to, the, to go dancing. Let's reset the BYU tournament resume, starting with RPI. It's the Daily RPI Watch on BYU Sports Nation. 6 to the 8, 68 right now. BYU up one spot from where they were yesterday. Yeah! Not a great position to be in right now. No, it's bad. The overwhelming factor on the BYU resume is zero top 50 wins. And three losses to RPI 200-plus teams. But remember, that's right now. A lot can change in the next two weeks. If if BYU gets to the West Coast Conference Tournament Championship game, that resume could look very different. You hope that St. Mary's gets into the top 50, and then you get a win, right? But if you get a win against St. Mary's, who likely will be the one seed in Vegas, unless they lose this week and BYU wins out, then BYU would be the one. Then you could have a top 50 win or two on there, and that would be nice. That's the only scenario where I see BYU having – I don't know what their chances are for an at-large at that point. I know team rankings is what, in the 50 percentile? 54 percent, and I'll tell you why probably. I tend to not trust that number anymore, whereas a couple weeks ago I did. Now I don't because I, I just those three losses are glaring, 200-plus. And then is St. Mary's going to be considered a good win? Hopefully they get in the top 50. I'm, I'm not sure that their strength of schedule will be good enough to get them in. But if they run the table to Tuesday night, that could be a top 50 win on Tuesday night. But if you get the auto bid, you're not worried about RPI and everything. I don't think anyone is, – is anyone worried about what seed BYU would get if they got in? I don't think beggars can be choosers. Just with the get NCAA in the tournament. tournament. Dayton, last team in, don't even care. Just that you go. All of that sets up today's Twitter question. Will BYU men's hoops win out through the West Coast Conference tournament? Why or why not? Dave Rose says he thinks they need to, to win and win out uh, to be able to get in. Uh, so what do you think? Use hashtag BYUSN. At BYUFanatic12. Yes, because they actually have to do it this time. They have to do... That's an interesting angle. Meaning they have to win three in Vegas. So technically, BYU could lose the next two games and win three in Vegas and get in the NCAA tournament. You know who else is in that situation? Santa Clara and... uh, Yes. Portland Portland and San Francisco. Oh, wait, Pacific can't go. Yeah, Pacific, yeah. No, they chose not to go. So there's only nine teams instead of ten at the men's side of the tournament. The women still have... 10 teams, so 19 instead of 20 in Vegas. Kyle Collinsworth addressed this very scenario, and he knows a thing or two about getting hot in February. It's all about timing, playing good at the right time. So hopefully we can put a string of wins together and make some magic happen down the stretch. Winning three in a row in Vegas clearly takes any doubt out of the conversation because of the auto bid. And I, I thought about this a lot last night. Why would team rankings still give BYU a 54% chance to make the tournament at 25 wins? What do you think? Because I don't understand why it's 54%. Okay, so here is, the, here is the thing, and they project all of this. Why would Dave Rose come in here with so much doubt about at-large ability if, if that still existed in his mind? Well, 54% is still a coin flip. 
I'm just saying, I think that's... But he, he didn't make it sound like he felt like 54%. No, he feels like 5.4%. That's what it felt like when he came in where I was like, oh, probably a low chance, right? Okay, just hear me out. BYU, if they get to the conference tournament championship game, that would mean they had... And they're 20, they have 25 wins. Mm-hmm. That would mean they had won eight in a row, including beating Gonzaga twice in a nine-day span, which would give BYU... A four and one record against Gonzaga and St. Mary's, including three wins over the Zags. And, and the Zags would be a RPI sixty five plus. Right now they're sixty six or something. Who knows so that, what that, that so RPI is? So that's not like a really good win or anything. Beating right? Gonzaga three it, times—it's it, solid. It's top hundred. It carries street credibility within the West Coast Conference and the NCAA Tournament Selection Committee. Yeah. You would have to look at BYU like, wow, they beat, they beat St. Mary's. You just, if you have no top 50 wins, if you have no top 50 what wins. If, what if St. Mary's is the have, one top 50 win and Gonzaga's, okay, so they have three wins against Gonzaga, who's RPI 65. Like, those are still quality wins. Yes. Just but, because they're 15 out of the top 50, that's still really good. But you don't have anything that's great. Uh, riddle me this. If St. Mary's is not a top 50 win. If BYU has zero top 50 wins, can they get an at-large? I do not believe they can. Okay, first of all, St. Mary's will be an RPI top 50 win if they get to Tuesday night. Absolutely. Okay. That will, so, they will be but, like 40. But answer my question. If St. Mary's isn't a top 50, if BYU has zero top 50 wins going to Selection Sunday, can they get an at-large? No, but I'm not worried about okay. that because they will have an RPI top 50 win. St. Mary's will be a top 50 win. That's mm. going to happen. So you have at least one. Mark it down. Does that offset in some way the three RPI top 200 losses? To no, me, but no. beating Gonzaga three times does. Beating Gonzaga three times does. I think those three losses are worse than the good it's, that you did against Gonzaga. It's about getting hot at the right time. You win eight oh, straight games, no including deb- two wins over Gonzaga, and you're in the tournament championship, and you're rolling, and you yeah. beat St. Mary's in the back half. It's all about timing. They yeah. love teams that are playing well. Yes, I, I agree with you. And unfortunately, BYU won't have the pop of any at Gonzaga win last year. That's why Dave Rose comes in here and doesn't have confidence in BYU's at-large ability because there's not a game left for BYU to make crazy noise. There's not an Elite Eight top five team sitting there at the end of the schedule. Last year there was, and BYU got this huge upset. I shaved my head, and it was awesome, except for shaving my head for everybody involved. 25 wins. BYU had 20, let's see, they won 23 games two years ago when they got in, but they had some quality yes. wins. They got, to, they got to 25 after the semifinal win. Yes. They were 25-8, and eight, lost to Gonzaga, lost to Ole Miss for 25-10. and 10. Hmm. We, we screamed before the season that 25 wins they'd get in. We did not think that there would be, uh, you know, that St. Mary's would be as good and that Gonzaga would not. This, this is Gonzaga's worst season in a while. They... They don't have that large ability if they lose Saturday. They've lost four like games at home. Probably they'd have to win in Vegas too. Yeah, but still to they, good competition. UCLA, they're Arizona, on HBO. They're still Gonzaga. They're still a notable team. Like if BYU beats them yeah. three times head to head, for me, that to a degree wipes out at least one or two of those bad losses. It equals it up. It's tough because you need you just need more top fifty, and you and you didn't beat Utah. You didn't beat Colorado. Northern Iowa and New Mexico are not as good as we were hoping. Belmont is top 100, but they're not kind of 
peaking Belmont. Okay. The schedule didn't play like like BYU's schedule is not that far off St. Mary's. It's like thirty spots off or something. BYU's schedule did not end up being as tough as we thought, too. And then in conference, not as good. So the schedule did not help BYU out. What can help BYU out is to win these two this week and then get to Tuesday night and then win that game. For the first time sure. since 01, can BYU sure. just go down there and win the thing? We said 26 wins, no doubt BYU ch- would be in. We changed to 26. <laughs> and now it's 26 because if they get to 26, they, it's that, an auto That means bid. they won out and won the we West Coast right. Conference Tournament yeah, Championship. We, we looked at the schedule midway through and said, oh, goodness, it's going to be 26. 20, also so factoring into this. In the team rankings, 54% chance if BYU gets to 25 wins and Tuesday night's championship game. SMU is not going to get an NCAA tournament bid. Louisville and uh, not going to get an NCAA tournament bid. Is UConn in that again this year? I can't remember. There Missouri, are two more open spots because of those NCAA sanctions. Yeah. All of this factors in. This is well, why BYU still has a shot. Yeah. Like when Lenardi and people do projections, they take that into account. So it's not like BYU has climbed up a couple spots despite that. You know what I mean? Like BYU's in the spot they are with that taken into account right now. It's been a while. Which is nowhere to be seen in brackets. We, a- remember Bracket Matrix? We can't even do it because you have to show up in ba- brackets. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, there a you are. A joke. What's up? So your sense of humor is terrible. So the, the, the two games this week are really big. If BYU can win four in a row, they might show it up in some brackets uh, next, I guess, in a week and a half on Monday. If BYU has 25 wins, they will be in some brackets going into that championship game. Will they be in the bracket? Ooh, I don't know. Selection Sunday. They love teams that are playing well. Now, here's the thing. BYU yeah. hasn't won a conference championship in a while in either tournament fashion or regular season fashion. And that brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. It's been five years since BYU won a conference championship. That was the regular season title where BYU tied with San Diego State, uh, Kawhi Leonard, Jimmer Fredette that uh, that year. Both are in play right now. Booster in the NBA, too. 2001, BYU won the tournament title. Sorry, I, I, correct, let me correct myself. Both a tournament championship and a regular season championship are in play for BYU Let right us now. remind you, what are the stakes for, say, the Portland game tonight at 11 Eastern on ESPNU and BYU Radio? BYU has a shot at a conference title. So if they win both, Portland-Gonzaga this week and St. Mary's loses one, BYU will, will uh, get, the, get the one seed in Vegas and a trophy. But they won't. They could uh, possibly, let, let's say St. Mary's wins tonight against Santa Clara and BYU wins both. BYU will finish the game at about 8 o'clock Mountain Time on Saturday night, local time. The game is at, starts at 9 Mountain, 11 Eastern for St. Mary's. Every BYU fan should be watching that St. Mary's-San Francisco game on Saturday and night. And rooting for Rex Walters' because, Dons. Because if the Dons win, then BYU wins its first conference championship. They would, they would tie and then win the tiebreaker because they swept, sorry, split with Pepperdine. Yeah, need some help. Let's go. Dave Rose just wants to win every game ever. Listen to this. The end of the season has always been really important for us to, to try to qualify for this NCAA tournament. This group here, we need to win these two games, see if we can get a piece of the league championship, and then see if we can go win a conference champ, uh, tournament championship and, and, and get into the NCAA tournament. And, and uh, we need them all. And hopefully that uh, we'll all be ready to go. You can listen to that entire conversation with Dave Rose from Studio B yesterday by downloading our podcast. Also, you can get it on byutv.org slash DVR. So if BYU has to win the tournament in Vegas, what's the point of this week? The point of this week is seeding. Yes. You can still beat every team in the league. BYU hasn't beaten Portland. Okay. 
momentum to me is big, big going into Vegas. Six straight if they win the two this week. Yes, and then you still have a, a chance at conference, the conference title, the regular season. That for me is I, the big one. I think there's Woo. a lot at stake tonight against Portland, a team that beat BYU in Portland. Yet at home, I think that BYU plays so well. If the tournament started today, by the way, Portland would be the seventh seed. BYU lost to that team. What in the world? BYU would be the three. But I think that BYU ends up the two when this is when this week ends. Put pressure on St. Mary's to have to win that game at San Francisco. They will know what they have to do if BYU wins both this week. I wish St. Mary's had to take more than the bus ride to get to that game, though. Send in your responses using the hashtag BYUSN. Blaine Fowler, BYU National Champion, joins us next. B to the Y to the U, Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. The conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Game day for men's hoops and women's hoops for that matter. But men tonight, 11 Eastern time, a later tip on ESPNU. Listen to it right here on BYU Radio as well. The penultimate home game for the Cougars. Portland won that game. In, uh, in Portlandia earlier in the season, so a little uh, revenge in order for the Cougars. One, nice use of penultimate. Mm, thank you. And two, nice use of Portlandia. Put a bird on it. Penultimate we have Portlandia. A, where's, our, where's our Portland Cup? Don't we have a mug up here for We Portland? do, somewhere. It's yeah, I think there's a baseball in it. It's, yeah, it's, there's a bird on it. I got that from Powell's, the best bookstore I've ever been to. Stay weird. Will BYU men's hoops win out through the West Coast Conference Tournament? Why or why not? That is our Twitter question today. I forgot to, br- to mention something last segment, Jeremy. And that is, if BYU wins out until Tuesday, they would have an RPI of high 40s, 50. They would be, they would be an a RPI top 50 team. Stop giving me hope, man. I, I love it. Don't, don't have Dave Rose come in here and tell <laughs> us he doesn't think they're going to make it. And we go, yeah, 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 exactly. And then you come in here and spit out, like, I don't know, facts and stuff. that Logic. Wanna, yeah. Is it? <sighs> yes, it's logic. No, that's a f- – yeah. <sighs> you're just giving me hope. I don't, like, <laughs> I don't want false hope. In the last two years, you've been right somehow. Thank you for bringing that up. Yet you haven't said they will do it. Waiting for that. You're saying they can do it. Blaine Fowler joining us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline, dual threat analyst for both college basketball and college football. We will talk both in reference to BYU. Let's start with hoops, Blaine. Will BYU men's hoops win out through the West Coast Conference Tournament? Why or why not? I actually believe they will win out. They've got me believe in the last couple of weeks. I I didn't think that maybe even just 10 days ago. But uh, I don't know. The way that Nick Emery has kind of gotten his mojo back and the fact that Celius is seems to be back a hundred percent healthy has me believing that the way it sets up for them, they'll have an opportunity to win out. Blaine, Dave Rose was on the show yesterday and uh, we did not provoke the, the uh, answer, but he came out and said uh, he doesn't think an at large uh, birth is a real option for this team. What do you, what do you think? Do you agree? No, I agree with Dave. I know, I know Spencer's, Going back to Dumb and Dumber and telling us, so you're <laughs> telling me there's a chance. <laughs> um, the, the problem is I, I always feel comfortable if they're a top 35 RPI team. So best case scenario, they get into the 40s. The problem um, for BYU is they look at the league this year, and I think everyone's impression at this point is, is that it's a one-bid league, um, and including the folks that will be on that committee, just because of the RPIs of the rest of the league. Um, 
So if BYU had an RPI of, say, 44, and Gonzaga had an RPI of, of 18, um, and they had that, that high RPI win in the league, and they lost to Gonzaga at 18 in the finals, that would be an opportunity with 25 wins. But the fact that, say, say they go to the finals and they play the Zags or St. Mary's in the finals, these are two teams right now that are you know in the mid-50s and the mid-60s in terms of RPI. Um, they just don't have... They don't have the depth or strength in the league this year to get them into the tournament with an RPI in the 40s or 50s. And right now, you know, BYU's in the 60s. So, yeah, it's a long, long, long shot. I think that they need to win the tournament. I'm with Dave Rose. Is St. Mary's the best at-large possibility from the league? Because they only have four losses. They're right outside the top 50 RPI. Probably will get near or in at the end. If they get to Tuesday night and lose... They would only have five losses on the season, despite the league being down and everything. They, they would have a chance, but, but the issue for them is the same thing that, that we talked about for BYU, and that is the strength of the league. Um, they'd have a better chance because of the higher win total. They're already higher in RPI. They're, they're, they're the one that's the lowest of anybody in the league right now. It, today's has them at 54. So, so they, they'd have an outside chance, but they would still struggle with the same issues. Even if they went out, to the, to the tournament um, and lose in the tournament finals, those wins between now and that final game are against teams that are in the 200s and maybe, you know, say they match up against San Diego in the tournament win. You can beat San Diego and your RPI can go down right now. San Diego is a 300 RPI team out of 351. You know, so BYU plays Portland tonight. Portland's 244. So BYU gets a win tonight. They can move down in RPI because they get a win, which is crazy to think of, but but that's been the issue this year is that the league, um, in terms of the perceived strength in all of the indexes, just hasn't been as good as it's been in years past. Blaine Fowler with us on BYU Sports Nation. We're talking BYU basketball right now, and you bring up Portland, one of those weird teams that has uh, a name that starts with a P, Pacific, Pepperdine, Portland have been Portland kind of, and weird in the same have sentence. been the undoing Crazy. of BYU this year. <laughs> Again, they're the only team that BYU hasn't beaten conference. What do you expect the Cougars to come out and do on their home floor tonight against the Pilots? Well, they're certainly going to shoot the ball better than they did up there. Um, and I would hope that they take care of the basketball better than they did up there. I was just so strange for me. It wasn't just the number of turnovers because <clears> – <throat> Sorry, you guys, I have a terrible cold in case you didn't notice. But um, it wasn't just the number of turnovers because they only had 14 turnovers. That's higher than you would like. You'd like to keep those down around 10 or 11. Under 12 is okay. 10 is really good. But, but it was the, the kind of turnovers they had. Their turnovers were careless on the perimeter, and they led to runouts on the other end. So Portland ends up getting 22 points off of 14 turnovers. If you can get one-to-one points off a of turnover, so if you have 10 turnovers and the other team gets 10 points, that's considered a pretty good conversion rate. So for them to have 22 points on 14 turnovers tells you that it was careless errors. It was errors that resulted in easy baskets on the other end. And in the end, I feel like that was what cost BYU you know, that basketball game. They shot fine from the free throw line. They were not great um, from three-point, but they were okay at 27%. Those things were good enough. I think the, the fatal error was the turnovers that led to easy buckets for Portland. The BYU just doesn't turn it over as much at home. And they play better in transition at home. And they play better defense at home because the crowd eggs them on. And so I, I just don't see them having a problem tonight. I, I see them doing, um, you know, 
not only winning, but winning fairly easily tonight at home. Yeah, it's been fun to watch just the difference uh, for BYU at home, which you highlighted, and none, none uh, bigger than the San Diego difference of 56 points between road and home. Okay, so let's move to Gonzaga then, since we don't have to take it one game at a time as the media. Who or what will be the difference against Gonzaga for the Cougars? Do you know who, to me, has been a real big difference maker in that matchup? Um, and not necessarily because of point score, but because of his presence has been Corbin Kafusi. Um, he's a guy that that is matches up with the big guys for Gonzaga, plays for some reason really active against them, goes and gets rebounds, disrupts shots, you know. And even if he doesn't get a whole mess of blocks, he changes four or five or six shots. He makes everybody more confident defensively. They can push up uh, on the outside and funnel things to him. And so I, I think, I don't know what it is about the Zags, but Corbin Kafusi just comes to play against the Zags. And so he's going to be my unsung hero in, in the Gonzaga game because he may not have 15 points and 10 boards, but he's going to have a big impact on the game. And then the big key for BYU is at least two of the three guards have to play well. And so, so it, it can be Chase and Nick. It can be Nick and Kyle. It can be Two of the three have to have a good game. One can be off, and BYU can still manufacture a win. If, if they only have one playing and two are off, they're doomed against a good team. Blaine Fowler with us on BYU Sports Nation. We're talking BYU hoops right now, but we're going to flip the page to football. The coaching staff announcing that the spring game will take place on March 26th. So, Blaine, what do you want to see most from BYU football, given that they're implementing a new staff, a new playbook, a new dynamic? What do you, what do you expect and want to see out of this team in spring football? So I'm really watching. Um, I know that what Kalani wants to do and what the staff wants to do is they want to make it really, really simple spring ball because they want this team to play at a much more physical level on both sides of the football. So the defense is going to be fairly simple. There's not going to be, you know, Broncos defense, which is a great defense, it requires you to come out and say, okay, against this formation, I have this guy if the route is this. I have another guy if the route is that. I go here if the route is that. Their base defenses in this new defense are, you got that guy. And then the linebackers are going to play run and drop into zone. That's their base defense. It's really simple. So it should allow these players to run really free and use their athleticism, their physicalness. So I want to see them grasp this really quickly because it's going to be simple. And I want to see how physical they can be. And, and I think we'll, you know, Kalani and these guys will let them hit a little bit in spring ball because they've got to see who's going to step up to the plate and be physical. Same thing on the offense. I want to see how that offensive line comes along and how physical they play and how the run game develops because I feel like the backs that they have in place are really, really talented this year. And if, we, if, if they can put an offensive line group together that can play with a little bit of nastiness, BYU's run game is going to be in great shape. So physical play is what I'm looking for in spring. True or false, changing gears again, Jimmer Fredette will score in double figures in the game with the Knicks. True. If, if, if Rambis will ever give him some minutes, <laughs> he, can, he can score in the 20s or 30s in the game. He's skilled enough to score 20 a night in the NBA if wow. he gets minutes. How many minutes. How many minutes would he require to score 20 points a game well, in the NBA? He's got to be a guy that gets – so in an NBA game – he'd have to play at least half of a ball game to be a 15, 16 point a game score, but nobody gives him that opportunity. I think if somebody would give him that opportunity, he'd play more than half a game. He'd be, you know, he'd be um, a regular and as a regular playing three quarters of a basketball game, 
you know, he can be a 15, 16, 17-point guy, and he can score at times in the mid-20s. He's capable of doing that in that league. It's not that he doesn't have the offensive skills to do it, because he can absolutely do it. Um, the question is always, can he defend you know, the other guy um, to a level where that guy doesn't go out and score him? Well, we, how do we know that if they don't put him out on the floor and let him play for an extended period of time? Let him get in the flow. I, my feeling is... I don't know. I've heard some things coming out of Kurt Ramos. I'm like, gosh, then why did you guys even sign him if you're not going to be positive about it? Management, he said. He put it all on management. But, Blaine, after four and a half years in the NBA, how how has Jimmer not had a fair shake? Because that's that's the, like, narrative that we've heard. How how has that not happened? I think it has, Yeah, our movie theme, you know, earlier was Dumb and Dumber. Now it's a a series of unfortunate events. (laughs) He... Like, he keeps going to teams. I, I was thinking that maybe San Antonio was the answer, and then I realized that the roster was just so stacked with veterans that his opportunity was going to be very slim. But, um, you know, coming out, the team the team he gets drafted by Sacramento, or that he goes to Sacramento, and it's just a mess, and, and has been for years. Mismanaged, miscoached, poor, you know, a, a cast of characters that only care about individual play. Um he didn't have a chance in, in that system. Um, very, very poor system, very, very poor fit. And then every place else has been, hey, a 10-day contract here, the end of the season there. He's never really come into a, a place where they've, go, where they've said, hey, we need, we need a scorer, we need a shooter, this is your role, um, we're going to play you minutes and we're going to give you that opportunity. If he could get in that situation, it would be great. Now, here's the, here's the sad part is I think the Knicks are that situation. Uh, we just got to get Rambus to be a believer because I think they desperately need perimeter scoring. Um, and and if they give him a chance, he can be that guy for them. But it, it seems like, uh, you know, Jimmer's running up against a negative mentality from the coach right out of the gate. Blaine Fowler with us on BYU Sports Nation. Jaron, do you have something to add? Are you, are you... No, I thought Blaine summed it up really well. <laughs> okay. Listen, you sound super sultry, Blaine. We and... need to. Listen, we're going to Vegas next week. You need, you I need want to you, take it I easy. I want you to get better, man. So I'm going to panic, you guys. So I have, I have UNLV in Wyoming for ESPN Saturday. I'm thinking, how in the world am I going to call a game with this mess in my throat right now? And then I'm even more in a panic that I don't even know how many games I have next Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I, so I texted my wife. I said, I'm in a panic. And she said, go get some emergency and start taking it immediately. So, <laughs> so our Twitter folks out there, if anybody has – a fantastic home remedy to get me better by next Wednesday before the WCC. I want to hear about it because I got to do something. I cannot have this next week. It's it's just not acceptable. I have to be healthy. At B Fowler sixteen, send in your cold remedies. Is that what you're saying? I've got yeah, I've got a head full and a, and I'm losing my voice and I'm snuffy. Got to have something. Somebody's got to fix me. Give me an idea. You're going to get lemon tea with honey. Like You're going to hear that. My what? grandma would say this. Gargle some salt water. No, don't it do that, It tastes terrible. You don't have to do that. Not that, huh? Well, I get, it's, it's vital that I'm better by next one. I can make yes. it through Saturday's. I can make it through Saturday's game, but if I'm not better by the tournament, I am in bad shape, guys. We've got to get me better. Get you know better. You want to help me the most? It was super random last year when I lost my voice for like two weeks. Lucky charms. Nope. <laughs> it was hot. Really hot chocolate from Krispy Kreme Donuts. Seriously. Did they just pay you to say that? No, I'm telling you, that is the truth. If I go do that, am I allowed to also have a donut? Because I (laughs) want one. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to try that out today. Okay, do what it takes, man. Hope you feel better. All right, guys. 
See you. Thanks. Blaine Fowler on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Hey, what a what a trooper, man. He's got like a cold. He's like honey badger. He don't care. You went on Just vacation on. when I lost my voice last year. Yeah, <laughs> why not? we got plenty of people here, man. <laughs> Jeff can come in. Though. Oh, BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> Jeffy? Welcome back, sports friends, on a Thursday, a game day. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV, presented proudly by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Coming up this weekend, Friday and Saturday night, men's volleyball ranked number two in the country, taking on 12th-ranked Northridge, 9 Eastern time, Friday night, 10 Eastern time, Saturday on BYU TV and BYU Radio. I think just BYU TV, actually, on uh, on Saturday, but... Big game for the Cougars. They have eight straight sweeps. So they've won 24 straight sweeps. That's the school record. Going for 30 this weekend. 24 straight sets going for 30. My, my, my prediction is that BYU gives up no more than one set this weekend. Headlines now. BYU men's basketball game day against Portland. You can watch that game on ESPNU starting at 11 Eastern, 9 Mountain, or listen on BYU Radio. Women's hoops at Portland tonight, 10 Eastern on the W.TV. They're ranked 22nd in the coaches' poll. BYU's won 15 in a row. They've already clinched the one seed, an outright WCC title. They need the win, and Saturday at Gonzaga for seeding in the NCAA tournament. I keep winning. You could be a five seed. That's a team getting into the tournament. Like They're, they're in. Yeah. Single-digit seed, bro. <laughs> Little did you know. Baseball back in action at Samford, not Stanford, in Birmingham, Alabama, for a four-game series starting today at 3 Eastern. Both of those teams 4-0. and And Jimmer Fredette recorded a DNP KRD, did not play Kurt Rambis' decision, against the Pacers. Jimmer and the Fighting Rambis' play again tomorrow at home against the Magic. Time to play more or less. More or less on BYU Sports Nation. Here's how it works. We throw out a scenario, and Jeremy and I decide if we think more or less of that thing will happen or not happen in some instances. Number one. BYU will win more or less than four games in the next two weeks. <laughs> That's so tough. I'll go more. That means they win the West Coast Conference Tournament. That would be a, that would be a big deal. And they beat Gonzaga. I think this team's capable of, the, of that. Will they? I have a hard time saying they will win the next five, right? But I, I certainly think they can. BYU will win more than four games in the next two weeks. And if they don't, you'll shave your head. Nope, I will not <laughs> shave my head. I will not do Zach, that. Ed, Zach Edmonds, I think, suggested that no, on Twitter earlier. Listen, I don't paint myself into those corners, and I never will do that. You spray paint yourself into those corners. <laughs> That's the modern way to do it. BYU has given me no reason to believe lately that, that, they, they, don't, can't. that they can't beat these teams on a neutral floor and that they're not going to win these two remaining games on their home floor. Never beaten Gonzaga neutral. They're going to have to do some things they haven't done, which they can. Let's see, let's see them do it. Yeah, BYU fans show up in hordes in Las Vegas and at least compete with that Gonzaga crowd. Saying hordes reminds me of Carl Malone saying... Hordies. 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 Number Har- two. Hardies? Kyle Collinsworth will have more or less than .5 triple doubles this week. Hard to go against the king, but I'll, uh, in a mutinous way, say less. I, I don't think he'll have a triple double this week. Any explanation to that? Uh, it's just really hard, and uh, he's had 10 in like 130 games, which is awesome. But I ju- He's probably going to have one tonight now that I've said that. Listen, I, w- I should have told Dave Rose this. I'm sorry, but I can't motivate your team to get in like last year to the same, the same degree because I'm not doing a sure shaved head can. thing. Sure you can. You can do that if you want. So can you. Nope. I don't want to do nope. that. <laughs> but you can do that. Oh, you don't do want that. to help BYU get you in the NCAA can't. Oh, you don't either? Not this year. I did it last year. 
Kyle Collinsworth will have a triple double this week, just because Jerem said he's not going to. So now it's going to happen. Wow, okay. he's going to. He might do it tonight. Okay, he might do it tonight. Number three, Nate Austin will have more or less than one foul tonight versus Portland. Why are we asking this question? Because history very well could be made. On his way to BYU basketball immortality, Nate Austin is chasing Russell Larson on BYU Sports Nation. He's one foul away. He's tied with Russell Larson at 408. He needs one more for 409. And then Nate Austin will do something that not even Jimmer or Danny Ainge ever did at BYU. That is set the BYU career foul record. This is our biggest troll countdown of all time. <laughs> we'll find something else to do. It'll be like interceptions for Tanner Mangum or something oh. in like three years. No, that held by Ty Detmer, I think, at BYU, by the way. One foul away, man. Don't forget, Russell Larson came in studio and gave the congratulatory speech already. We'll tweet that out tonight if it happens. Dave, Dave Rose guaranteed that it would happen. He just didn't say think Not tonight. tonight. He says, oh, it's going to happen, though. Yeah. That means Corbin Kafus is going to keep starting. That's what that means to me. <laughs> Number four. Wait, did we answer? More. I, yeah. More tonight. He's going to have two fouls. He's, well, he just needs one. Whatever. He just needs one. He'll, He'll get set one the record. He'll get one. He's going to set the record. Number four. Taysom Hill will have more or less than one full-speed snap in spring. Less. It's been like five and a half months. I, I, I don't think that his, full speed, like he plants on his foot. No. No. Don't do it. Take it easy. Take it easy. Not your Libre. Didn't we not learn anything from that movie? If there is any answer other than less to this question, then, face, there, are face some, punch. then there are some things <laughs> seriously wrong. In life and in the world and in football. This is so dumb. Let's move on to the next one. <laughs> Number five. BYU baseball will score more or less than 10 runs per game in the Samford, not Stanford series. Per game? <laughs> uh, they're averaging 12 a game. I'm going to go less because 10 is crazy. Maybe in one game. Was crazy. You know, they yeah. can score more than 10 in one game. Well, BYU scored 21 in the first. That's why that was bloated was so St. high. St. Louis. San- this is a different team. On the road. Birmingham, yeah. Alabama. Sanford's pitching staff, they do not have uh, strong play from the middle relievers. As I've broken down Sanford baseball, I just don't think they have the guns out of the pen. <laughs> I really don't. Not per Like, average 10, 10 runs games, per they game? They score 40 in Birmingham? Yeah, no, that... Mike, Mike Littlewood said Mike Littlewood said that they, they feel confident if they can score seven runs a game. So I'm going to go with Mike Littlewood, the head ball coach, and say let's just have BYU average seven runs a game and be in good position to win that series. Oh, six or seven. I think BYU's pitching is good. By the way, I, m- I mentioned earlier, Sanford is number one in the country in batting average. BYU's fourth. So this is an offensive showdown, baby. Four and O teams. Yeah. Number six. There are more or less than 191 Boo. days left to BYU versus Boo. Arizona. Oh! I can't even hear. I can't even hear. Put the saxophone away. Oh my God. I'm never gonna dance again. I just, yeah, I just ruined that. That was awesome. I just sabotaged that so hard. That was better than the air horn. Hey, Jeremy. Winning! 191! <laughs> I can't hear the music. What happened to it? I did, I did this once during the show. I'm going to yeah. do it again. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I have on no there. idea what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> 191 days before BYU football plays Arizona. There are some people in studio right now that are like, these dudes are legitimately nuts. Yeah, Mackenzie's like, I don't know if I want to come Mackenzie on. Mackenzie Halliday, gymnast of the week, joins us next. <laughs> He's walking out of here. She's like, I'm done. <laughs> 
BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B. Remember, if you ever miss an episode of BYU Sports Nation live and you happen to miss Jerem playing that horrific saxophone at the end of the last second... Yeah, that's gonna no. re- that's gonna be rebroadcast again, including tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern. It's gonna be awesome. You know what else is awesome? Going to Vegas. WCC tournament will be live from Las Vegas next Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Monday, Tuesday. So check it out, uh, same time, but we'll be from the West Coast Conference tournament uh, down there at the Orleans Arena. Live games and BYU Sports Nation. Hey, It'll no surprise, somebody's tweeting in about how much they hate your saxophone at Cisco Rue. Just says, "Stop, Jerem Jordan. Stop." I don't care. <laughs> it's not gonna stop me. You can only hope to contain me. <laughs> Oh, maybe our next guest can get Jerem to stop the saxophone. <laughs> I, I will for McKenzie. Yeah. BYU senior gymnast Mackenzie Johnson Halliday, back-to-back gymnast of the week in the Mountain Rim Gymnastics Conference. Okay, McKenzie, uh, rate Jerem's saxophone. I'd probably give it a four. I think he's out got some room to improve. Out of ten. Good. Out of ten. Oh, never mind. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Don't leave her hanging. We got, we got, we got a little ways to go. Just kidding. I know. I know. I'm not sweating or nervous or anything about this anymore. <laughs> she works on scales of one to ten, okay? Oh, that's true. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. What, what is that like to be in a sport where someone judges your performance? Like, if I play football or basketball, I judge myself. I get a first down. I make the... But in your sport, it's like, I have to impress you people. Right All there. eyes on you. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's like super difficult because, I mean, you think you just did the best routine of your entire life and you're like, I deserve a 10 on that routine. And the judges give you like a 9-8 and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> angry. It's not fair. Angry emoji. Is that your angry face? That wasn't very angry. I know. <laughs> I'm really mad. <laughs> really mad. When did you discover that you were like an elite gymnast. When in your life were you like, yeah, I'm pretty good at this? I feel like in high school a little bit, I kind of started to discover that. But I think most of it came in college when I just started to improve so much more than I did in high school. Let's talk about the elephant in the room. You're married to a Utah football player. <laughs> uh, John, he's a kicker. Yes. He, he had five kicks last year, had a touchback. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did you guys meet and how does that work? So, okay, if you would have told me, you know, in high school that I'd marry a Utah football player, I would have probably told you you're crazy because I never would have imagined that. I mean, I grew up a BYU fan for my whole life. Both my parents came here. I mean, my grandparents, everybody I knew came to BYU. So I was like, you know, I'm going to marry a BYU guy. I just felt it. It's in my blood, right? And, I mean, we met just kind of through Facebook and through mutual friends and started hanging out and... It was getting serious, and I'm, like, talking to my parents about it, and they're just kind of, you know, they've got to tease me about it. And, I mean, it just got more serious, and, yeah, he proposed, and we got married. So. And we, we did some, some background on, on John. Legal his, background his check. No, just okay. Uh-huh. He has some legal background check on, on his bio on the Utah football page. His parents are a split family as well. His mom graduated from BYU, yep. and his dad went to Utah, right? Yep. Do they have any advice for how to handle this? I mean, what we've kind of experienced through, what, the eight months we've been married is this is something that's going to go on for the rest of our lives that we're just going <laughs> to have to... The marriage and the BYU. Yes, right? that we're yeah. just going to yeah. have to tease yeah. each other about. And, I mean, it makes it, like, way fun just because there's a little bit of rivalry in our household. A little bit's probably an understatement. Um, does he wear <laughs> BYU stuff? Do you wear Utah stuff? 
Because for the spouse, <laughs> you don't have to answer that but, question. As your lawyer, I am telling you not to answer that question. <laughs> I will say he does wear his BYU gymnastics okay. shirt to John, my meet. Fair. Good job. So, nice job. That's nice. all that matters. Nice job, dude. Yeah. yeah, you don't have to answer the part about the other part. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Who's the better athlete? You know, you, you know it's you, right? You know it's you. That's a hard question. Just because, I mean, I'm comparing myself to my husband and – it's difficult because I've seen him, like, he works super hard. He's the most dedicated person I know, so it's hard to compare myself to him. Can he do a double backflip on the floor <laughs> and do a backflip on a beam that's four inches wide and not fall off? No, he okay. cannot. But he has tried a backflip on the trampoline, and it didn't work out so well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, careful. Yeah, oh my goodness. Um, athletically, I've always been impressed by the gymnasts on campus. I personally think that the gymnastics team are the best overall athletes of anyone. Mm-hmm. Do you agree with that sentiment? I would like, agree with that. Like a BYU, the most athletic. Yeah. Just because I feel like if I tried to go to another sport, yeah, I wouldn't be great. But, you know, you could do it. Whereas if somebody came and tried to do gymnastics, it's so different. They, I mean, they can't really do anything. So that's what I think is cool about gymnastics. Especially you, because you compete in the all-around, meaning that you compete in all four events. Mm-hmm. Um, well, how challenging is that to – you can't specialize. You don't just do beam. You do all four. Right. I mean, in high school, I my bests were vault and floor, and I was like, I'm going to BYU, and I'm just doing vault and floor. And then I got here, and it's like, nope, that's not the case. Mm-hmm. I'm doing everything. But I – I seriously love it. I wouldn't have it any other way. It's definitely super hard sometimes and super hard on your body, but it's so worth it. You're number one for Guard Young, who is a coach that comes with a ton of championship pedigree from the University of Oklahoma. He was a silver medalist uh, with Team USA in the Olympics. Where do you see the BYU gymnastics program going with him once he really gets four or five years under his belt. I see it going really far. And honestly, I'm a little bit jealous of the girls who will be there for that. But Guard is the best coach ever, and I think he's going to take this team to great places. So with a, with a, you know, you get married and you have the new last name and everything, do you want to be like MJH or do you have a nickname or something shorter? <laughs> do you want the full thing for when Spencer calls your name in the, on BYU TV? I think I mean, I, yeah. it's so weird because before I got married, my husband's family always called me MJ. And so they still call me that, even though that's not necessarily my last name anymore. <laughs> and then my coaches all call me Halliday. And so it's just a little bit of mix of everything is what I get. Okay, true story. When I was reading the first press release from BYU Gymnastics this year, I'm like, who is this Halliday character? Who is this? <laughs> I know, is this I, a new freshman this, or yeah, something? Yeah. <laughs> Married athletes at BYU sometimes are like, like, oh, it's Mackenzie Johnson. Okay, no wonder she's winning every yeah. year. Okay, that, that makes sense. So whatever you want, if you want me to say Mackenzie Johnson Halliday or MJ Halliday or just Halliday, you tell me if you have any preference. I mean, I'm cool with anything. Whatever okay. works. Cool. Then we will use all three. <laughs> MJH. I'll give credit to Jerem for that one, though. MJH. <laughs> that works. I can think of two gymnastics movies. Um, there is Stick It mm-hmm. and American Anthem. Mm-hmm. Have you seen both of them? I've seen Stick It. I haven't seen the other one. Okay. Is, is There's Stick something it, I can do, though. By, by default, is Stick It your favorite movie? Yeah. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've watched that movie. I probably have every line memorized. <laughs> like, if you asked me to play any of their parts, I could do it without even, like, looking out a script. Wow. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's, That's pretty next good. level. Okay, uh, before you go, we... Oh, don't you... forget that one scene from Hot Rod that mimicked... Uh, I can't remember the other movie. 
He's on the pommel horse in the forest. <laughs> I know that's not in women's, but fair enough. Hot rod. Okay, we need you to sign our BYU stretch Y flag, and we're going to give you some BYU Sports Nation karma. If you're okay. not aware what that is, generally we have really good athletes on the show, and then for whatever reason, that performance is then boosted a little bit. Boosted, yeah. yeah. That's there a good one. Go. That's a what better. I need this week for senior week. Okay. Oh, that's right. It is senior yep. week. On BYU TV, Saturday, 1 p.m. Mountain Time, 3 Eastern. You can watch Mackenzie. Johnson Halliday, MJH, MJH. or MJ Halliday, <laughs> and BYU Gymnastics. Awesome. Pass the pen over, Jerem. Awesome. Anywhere you want. Mackenzie Johnson Halliday. Back to back Mountain Rim Gymnastics Conference <laughs> Gymnast of the Week. Don't you be nice to her. You already, like, I was left winning. her hanging with a fist bump, she, dude. She gave me a four out of ten. Come on. The Cougar Whip Round <laughs> hits next. <laughs> BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. It's time for the Cougar Whiparound. Men's basketball. You need to stop. It's game day against Portland, 11 Eastern on ESPNU and BYU Radio. Check it out tonight. Women's basketball. Seriously, you need to stop. The ladies are in Portlandia, 10 Eastern on the TV. <laughs> the Cougars have already clinched the number one seed and outright WCC title. They have won 15 in a row. It's going to be 16. Baseball. The Diamond Cougs are back in action at Sanford, not Stanford, in Birmingham, Alabama. War Eagle for a four-game series starting today, 3 Eastern. Jimmer. Fredette recorded a DNP KRD. That's did not play Kurt Rambis' decision. Happy birthday, Jimmer, by the way. Oh, yeah. They take on the Pacers, <laughs> the Fighting Rambuses, that is, tomorrow. <laughs> Excuse Read me. Read English. They take on the Read Magic. It. They take on the Magic after playing the Pacers you last night. Sports. <laughs> Softball. Cougars are at the Marion Nutter Classic today with games against New Mexico State and Bethune Cookman. That's a big one, starting at 4 Eastern time. Tennis. Your saxophone has ruined everything. BYU women's tennis. Ruin your face. We're swept. Wait, 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 wait. Were they swept by Utah or were they swept Utah? Do we, what is going Read on? It. They lost 7-0 in Salt Lake yesterday. Next. Swimming and diving. 26 Cougars earned all MPSF honors for their performances last weekend in California. Cougars in the NFL. Bronson Cafusi at the NFL Combine this weekend. Today he has medical examinations and interviews with teams. More on Bronson's big weekend on tomorrow's show. Cougars in the PGA. we got to hurry. As the Honda Classic kicks off today, Daniel Summerhead's one over through round one. Zach Blair tees off this afternoon. Back to you, Spencer. Future guests include Nate Austin, soon to be another record holder. <laughs> Chase Fisher and Brendan Sander of third-ranked or second-ranked BYU men's volleyball, depending on which poll you look at. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. We're giving it to the birthday boy, Jimmy Fredette. Carmelo Anthony says, happy birthday, Jimmy. <laughs> Thanks for our guest today. Good stuff from Blaine Fowler and Mackenzie Johnson Halliday, MJH. Our elite tweet of the day from at 86 Wisconsin Coop. Will BYU go undefeated in the rest of the season? I hope they can. I hope they can. I hope they can. <laughs> Download the podcast. That's the elite for Jim, tweet. I'm Spencer. Shout out to Austin Nelson.